0: God can use anybody, God can use anything, and I love that. Um, it's not always about uh, the talent that you have or how much of it, it's about uh, how much you're willing to surrender and how much you're willing to give to him, and um, that's something that anybody can do, regardless of how much talent you think you have, anything that is given to God, he can use it for his glory, and, uh, and I love that, that's such a great truth. And uh, all right, Uh, Hebrews chapter 11 in your Bibles, familiar passage for a lot of you probably, and uh, familiar truth. What we're going to talk about today, very evident. Obviously, Hebrews chapter 11 uh, is talking about faith, Uh, often called the uh, the faith chapter of the Bible or the Hall of Faith, the Faith Hall of Fame um, in uh, in the Bible. And uh, just such, there's so much stuff that we could talk about from here. but uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get into it in just a second. Obviously, uh, we have a, a little bit of a different look up here uh, on the platform and different things as we get ready for Powerhouse um, starting this coming Wednesday. By the way, I encourage all of you to be here Wednesday night. I know Powerhouse starts Wednesday night, but it is still a church service, and uh, you are uh, encouraged to be a part of it. It's going to be very exciting, and uh, it's going to be awesome. Still going to have preaching and a lot of music and everything like that. Um, I, I, I love this theme that we have for Powerhouse: magnified, uh, from uh, from Psalm 34, verse number three. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and um, just uh, really wanted, wanting this year to focus on lifting up the Lord, and uh, and and showing uh, showing people, especially the young people that are going to be here, how great God is and how amazing He is, and just really exalt, lifting Him up is what it's all about, and so. Um, I'm very excited about it, and uh, we'll make announcements about about help that is needed at the end. And I know a lot of you have signed up for different things, but if you're able to be here, whether to volunteer for part of it or um, or just to come for some of the services, even if you wanted to, that would be fine, and we'd we'd love to have you. But, uh, uh, anyways, I I hope you can I hope you can be a part of that. Um, On February 9th of this year, uh, a fire broke out in a duplex in Warwick Township, Pennsylvania. It's just a, a little bit north of Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Um, as firefighters responded to the scene, they found that the family on the on the unburned side of the duplex was able to escape with ease. But on the second floor of the other apartment, a teenager was trapped. He had awoken to find his home on fire, and his route downstairs to safety was blocked. He opened his window to find several emergency workers and, and neighbors below him. They gave him some instruction, and he... he uh, gingerly climbed out the window and after a brief hesitation, he jumped down into their waiting arms to safety. And, and many of those people were regarded as heroes. And this is not an uncommon story, okay? This is not something that, that, uh, that is uh, a, a, not, I wouldn't call it uh, commonplace, but, uh, but um, just last month uh, in, in Indiana, there was a same type of situation where a family was trapped on the second floor of, of their home due to a fire and five, Five children and, and uh, their grandmother all had to jump out of a second floor window and, uh, in, in, order to, in order to get to safety. And It was amazing. The 13-year-old girl, the, old, the oldest of those children, 13-year-old girl was the one that kind of took charge and, and uh, got a towel and broke the window and, and was able to kind of uh, make everything happen. And, uh, and I know there's, uh, you, you might have other stories that you've heard uh, very, very similar. Uh, again, like I mentioned, it's not... Uh, hopefully it doesn't happen all the time, but it's something that, that you know, a story that we're, we're familiar with. And all of, the, all of us would uh, probably recognize the, the bravery of those that, that were involved, uh, those that helped, those that were there to, to uh, provide the, the rescue and uh, give them the opportunity to, to get to safety. Uh, but of course, you know, those, those that were trapped, those that were the victims, those that were uh, in, in the dangerous situation, And being able to escape, being able to do uh, what is necessary to to get to safety, and and obviously one of the a big part of that is the trust that those people had to have in those that were helping them, in those that were providing the uh, the the opportunity for them to get to safety. Um, They were in a dangerous situation. They were asked to leap out of a building, on fire or not. That's scary. Um that, that's something that would be difficult. Um and, and trusting that the people below were able to catch them, bring them to safety. Now that, that teenage boy, uh he jumped out the window and there were people there to catch him. He still got hurt. His foot went through the, the first floor window and 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 uh cut him up pretty bad, but he, he made it to safety. And again, it just it's things, man. That you, you know, you news stories about it, and, and these people were heroes, and they, they helped this, uh, and and the bravery of of this young man to be able to do that and take that leap, and um, really that 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 trust that that people in that situation would have to have is is the the overriding theme and the, and the faith that we're going to focus on today. Obviously, we read about it in in uh, in Hebrews chapter eleven, um, just a minute ago. Verse number six says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. We know, of course, also in other places, we could look at Ephesians chapter two, and we will in just a little bit. Uh, without faith, it's impossible to be saved. Without faith, it's, in, it's impossible to grow spiritually. Faith is a vital part of our lives as Christians. And, and that's, and that's it's, it's a very like bottom shelf statement. Like that's very, yeah, okay, that, that, that makes sense. It's common sense, right? Um, but sometimes, unfortunately, those type of statements or those types of truths are, are glossed over or taken for granted and are, and are not dwelt upon and meditated upon as much as they should be because it's something that a majority of people in this room, uh, a lot of you have grown up in church and you've been in church for, for years and you've heard a lot of the same things. You've heard some things that are very familiar and, and uh, you understand and, and unfortunately, again, sometimes that can become a little bit run-of-the-mill. It can become a little bit, Uh, you know, we, we, we don't focus on it as much as we should, but just like those people that were trapped in, in that, those burning buildings that have to leap out of a, out of a window to safety, faith is like that. Faith is a leap. It's, it's something that, that there, there's a, there's a measure of uncertainty. And we even read about it verse number one. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, Faith being that leap, that that jump that we have to take into something that is a little bit uncertain, into something that's a little bit unknown, maybe a little bit unfamiliar. Now we do have obviously, and we'll talk about the scripture in just a second, but we do have the Bible, uh, and uh, but but even, even when there is some relative, uh, when there is some um, something that has been proven already. Uh, when it comes to us making that decision for ourselves, there's still a little bit of hesitation. There's still some, there's still some difficulty that, that, that uh, is in place when we are called to take that leap of faith. When it's, when it's us. Yeah, we can, we can talk about other people. We can talk about what other people have had to do and the decisions that they've made. And we can give God the glory and, 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 uh, or in physical situations like the illustration I mentioned just a second ago. We can talk about that. But th- if, that's, if that's us in that situation, that's a little bit more difficult. That's a different story. It's, it's a little bit, it's easy for us to talk about with other people. But when we're the ones that are called to make that decision, when we're the ones that are called to take a step of faith, that's, that's, that, that's hitting close to home, and that's, that's a little bit more difficult. Uh, we're going we're to talk about faith. I, I don't plan on being very long this morning, but uh, I, we're going to talk about some biblical aspects of faith, and then we'll get into some applications. I always love. Uh, hearing and and giving uh, practical applications. What does it mean for me? How can I apply it to my life? What what steps can I take? What actions can I take moving forward? But first, let's get into some applications or some aspects of faith, and just from a biblical perspective, and uh, looking kind of at uh, the big picture here. First of all, we see the foundations of our faith. The foundations of our faith. Uh, Turn over to the book of Romans, Romans chapter 10, and again, uh, some verses that you would be very, very familiar with as you're turning, let me pray we get into this. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity we have to open your word, and God thank you for the truth that we have in front of us. And God, I pray that you would you would meet with us this morning, fill me with your spirit God, but but fill each individual in this room with your spirit that we might hear what you have for us and and then apply it and God, I pray that you would just speak to each one of us. Help us not to be distracted. Help us to be focused on on your word and on your voice. We love you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We see the foundation of our faith. Romans chapter 10 and verse uh, verse number 16. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our report. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The foundation of our faith is the scripture foundation of our faith, what we, what we put our faith in, what we put our trust in is based on the scripture. And I love the fact that our faith is not based on the words of men. It's not based on, it's not based on the work of an, of an organization. It's not based on whatever culture is telling us is, is correct or whatever uh, they're telling us is right and wrong and whatever seems to be popular or, or in style in the day. That's not what our faith is based on. It's not based on something that wavers. It's not based on something that changes throughout the course of time. It's not based on something that that is going to be different one day from the next. I'm so thankful that our faith is based on something that's reliable. It's based on something that doesn't change. It's based on something that has been true and will continue to be true for all, and, and has been proven to be true time and time again. And the foundation of our faith, and I, man, if this, there's there's so many things we could talk about with this, but but not only should it make us feel bad, but it should move us to action when we think about those people who have their faith in something that does change, or in something that has not been proven, or in something that is false. We know we have the truth, and there are so many people in this world that their faith, or or what they what they are trusting in, whether religion or not, or or uh, you know the Lord or whatever. It, there are so many people that are misled and misguided and have have misplaced their faith in something that something that is not true in something that has no foundation in something that that is changeable. But we know that we have the word of God and we have a sure foundation for our faith. And it does that does not that that is never going to change something we can rely on something we can trust. And we need to thank God that we have the truth. So we see the foundation of our faith. And again, uh, um, we, could, we could talk a lot about just, the, just the, the surety that we have there and the sure foundation that we have. But let's move on. Let's, let, number two, the, we see the first fruits of our faith. And yes, it will be alliterated. So we have the foundation of our faith. We have number two, the first fruits of our faith. Turn over to Ephesians chapter two. Ephesians chapter two. So how does it manifest? How does that faith manifest itself or reveal itself in our lives? Ephesians chapter two, verses that a lot of you probably have memorized. Verse number eight. For by grace are ye saved through faith. Through faith, right there. Then not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So the first fruits of of our faith is salvation through the Savior. Salvation through the Savior, the first fruits, the first evidence of faith in our lives is when we put our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation that 's the first revealing that 's the first evidence of that faith in our lives and just like those people that, that I mentioned earlier that in, in the burning buildings that, that, re, that, that realized they were in danger, they realized they were in a situation that needed, uh, needed to be, they needed to be rescued, and they had to trust those that were telling them that they needed to take that leap, they needed to take that leap of faith we have a savior who has done all the work for us. We have a savior who has, who has taken our place. We have, sa- we have a savior who has done everything necessary to save us from the flames of hell. All we have to do is take that leap of faith and trust him for salvation. And, that's, and, and I know the majority of you probably in this room have already taken that leap of faith, that first one, that first leap of faith, and praise the Lord for that. We should never get over that. If, if you had been in a situation like those people that I mentioned at the beginning, Okay, the people where, where you had a situation, your house was on fire, and you had to, you were somebody had to be down there to catch you and rescue you, and you were in that dangerous situation. You jumped out of a out of a building to be saved. Man, that's something that you would never forget. That's something that you would probably never stop being grateful for those people who came to your aid and were there to rescue you. And God forbid that we as Christians who are in a much more dangerous situation, in danger of going to hell, and in danger of being separated from God forever, God forbid that we should ever let that gratitude fail for, for, our, for our Savior, and for what he has done for us, and for him rescuing us from, that, from the flames of hell. God forbid that we should ever get over that. We see the first fruits of our faith. It's amazing, though, how, how fear keeps us from taking those steps or those leaps of faith. Those people that I mentioned, and if you've ever seen videos of that, you can, you can look it up. It's really easy. You can go on YouTube or something like that and find videos of people being rescued from burning buildings. And it's an amazing thing. It's like, yes, that's awesome, being able to see people uh, you know, stepping up to that situation and, and the people that rescue them and the people, the bravery that they have to have to, to take that leap. But it's amazing. And just about every one of those situations, you see that. And those people in, in that building, they're surrounded by fire, they're surrounded by the danger. And yet almost every single time, they hesitate. There's some fear involved. It's never just right away jumping out of the, jumping out of the window or whatever. No, there's some fear. Let me, nope, let me, let me just hold on a little bit longer and, and see. And, and there's, there's hesitation, there's fear even though they know they're surrounded by danger and they know that their best way to escape is to jump, there's still fear involved. And, and whether it be, and we'll talk about it in just a minute in the other aspect of it, but you know, they're, they're, they, they're, there's that hesitation about jumping to safety. I, I'm, I'm so thankful, though, that, that we have a Savior that, that has never dropped a single person. He's never lost a single person that has taken that leap of faith. And yes, there will be fear. And I don't know if you, you can think back to the time that you got saved to the time that the Lord spoke to your hearts and, and you reached out in faith and you trusted him to be your savior. But there might've been some fear involved. There might've been some hesitation. There might've been some, uh, uh, a, a time where you're like, man, I, 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 is this, uh, th- this is scary. This is something that's, yes, it's, it's difficult, but we should never let fear keep us from making that decision. We understand that that fear is the opposite of faith. Fear is what's going to hinder us from taking those steps. Faith is what's going to cause us to reach out, to step out, to leap out whatever God has called us to do. And many many people can give testimony of the fear that kept them from making a decision for Christ, whether salvation or otherwise. That kept them from making a decision. That fear held them back. And that fear, even though they knew, and we as Christians, you know, we, we're, we're in church and we have that spiritual perspective and that mindset and that perspective where we say, I know that making a decision and saying yes to God in whatever he has called me to do is the right decision. We have that head knowledge. I think everybody in this room would agree with that and say, yes, okay, if God calls me to do something, I should say yes. okay. We, if we're thinking from a spiritual perspective, we would say that. But there's still fear. We have the head knowledge, but the fear keeps us from taking that step of faith. Especially at salvation, and I know especially those that have grown up in church, those that have been surrounded by it, and, and I know Brother Tim has a testimony like that, Brother Adam, myself as well, where we grew up in church and in a Christian home and went to Christian school and, and all of these things, and, and, and really it took us a little bit too long to, to take that step of faith in, in salvation and really just surrender and, and, and not just allow it to be our parents' faith and not just allow it to be, well, yeah, I'm surrounded by spiritual things and so I'm, uh, you know, and I'm doing spiritual things and so I'm covered, but, uh, but, but making that decision for yourself. And, and when you have that, that fear that keeps us from making that decision, it's only faith that's gonna overcome that. It's only that faith and that trust in, in knowing that the step of faith that you're going to take and the result of that far outweighs any fear that you have of taking that step. And uh, again, the first fruits of our faith, our salvation through our Savior, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, uh, we, we need to make sure that we are, we are forever grateful. And not, not just internally, but externally. In verbalizing our gratitude. And, and praising the Lord for what he has done in our lives, especially when it comes to salvation and just thanking him for those things that he has done for us. And it continues. By the way, our faith doesn't just end there and, and it should not only manifest itself at salvation. So we move on and we see number three, the flourishing of our faith. The flourishing of our faith. And so I'm talking about the steps and the progression and the growth of our faith that should continue to happen as we move forward and as we grow as a Christian turn over to 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. This was our our theme for uh, our summer kids club a couple years ago, and we actually put put these verses to music uh, a couple years ago. Uh, 2 Peter chapter 1 verse verse number 5. Verse number 5, and beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith Virtue, into virtue knowledge, to knowledge temperance, to temperance patience, to patience godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. But that, verse in verse, that phrase in verse number five, add to your faith. Yes, there needs to be that initial, that first fruits of your faith. There needs to be that time where you reach out and you accept Christ as your savior in faith. There needs to be that time, but that's not where faith is supposed to end. There's supposed to be a continuation of that. There's supposed to be a growth of your faith. Okay. Uh, 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 at the end of this book, we could look at it. First, Second uh, Peter chapter four, verse number eighteen. But grow in grace. It is something that we are supposed to do as Christians. We're supposed to grow, and we're supposed to continually add to our faith. So we see the flourishing of our faith, and that would be our sanctification, our, our continual God who has uh, begun a good work in us will will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ, and He wants to continue to to work on us. And we sing. You know, a lot of times it's a kids choir that sings that song. He's still working on me and uh, to make me what I ought to be. And, and that's a great song. And I'm, I'm glad we, we, we sing that song in the kids. And it's unfortunately, though, we, we lose the truth of that as adults when it's only kids' choirs that are singing it. Because that's, it's not just for children. It's not like you reach a certain age and all of a sudden the Lord stops working on you. No, it, that, that's not how it works. He's still working on every single one of you. Every single one of us, he wants to continue to work on us. He wants to continue to help us grow, to help us add to our faith. So there are some steps to our faith. There's, some, there's a progression that takes place. And yes, it starts with salvation. But our faith needs to be alive. Our faith needs to be alive. And that starts at salvation, but continues with a daily acknowledgement of our trust in the Lord for everything. Uh, Psalm, or, I'm sorry, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6 um, uh, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy paths. Uh, faith is is not just for the big things, although it is. Faith is for everything. In all thy ways acknowledge Him. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and we are we are supposed to. That, yes, we trust God, and that's that's something that's more internal, though. That's something that that's that's a thought process, that's a mindset, that's an attitude. Okay. And that's a good thing, and that's a necessary thing. But again, it needs to grow beyond that. So we have the first fruits of our faith. We have the flourishing of our faith. Our, f- our faith needs to be alive, but it needs to be active. It needs to be something that, that, we, that we perform. Uh, uh, we obey God and his word. Turn over to, if you're, I don't know where you're at, if you're in Second Peter, just a couple pages before, uh, the book of James. The book of James, chapter 2. Talk about the flourishing of our faith, the growth of our faith and his, sancti- his work of sanctification in our lives. Our faith needs to be alive, but it needs to be active. Verse, James chapter 2, verse number 17, even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, thou hast faith and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works and I will show thee my faith by my works. And really, we can talk about, we, we, we talk a big game, and we talk all, you know, I, yes, I have faith, and I believe in God, and of course, we could talk about, um, you know, verse number 19, we can continue reading. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. Yes, that's a good thing to believe. The devils also believe and tremble, so what sets us apart from them? What sets us apart is the obedience to God and his word. The works. Acting on the faith that we have in our Lord Jesus Christ, that's what sets us apart. Now, our belief should move us to action. Those people in the, in, in the, in the burning buildings that we talked about before, yes, I, I trust that those people are there to help me. I trust that they can help me. Uh, they have the ability to do that. But there is an action that took place. I believe that that is the decision that I need to make is to jump out of this window to safety. But if the action never takes place, they, they never manifest, they, they never revealed their faith and their trust. Faith always results in action. And we could give some simple illustrations like that. I've seen, you know, using a chair. I trust that chair to hold me and you go and sit on it. That's, the, that's demonstrating your faith. Uh, you, you know, I, I, I trust that, um, you know, talking about uh, pastor and his situation and, and the doctors and their, and their uh, remedies and prescriptions and, and methods to, to help uh, a situation. But it really, it won't do any good if you won't take the prescription. It, it doesn't do any good if you don't apply and you don't go to physical therapy. You don't do the things that they're asking you to do. You, you trust that it's going to make you better. You trust that it's going to do that. But, but the way that you show that you trust is by doing it. The way that we show that we trust the Lord is by obeying Him. The way that we show that we that that we believe that what He's saying is true and that we believe that what that His plan for our lives is what's best is by doing it. We can say again, we have that head knowledge yes, I know that what God wants for me and the plan that God has for my life is what's best, then why are we still doing our own thing? If we say we have that faith but we don't have the works, our faith is dead. We say that I believe God and I believe that what he's, what he's doing in my life is for, then why are we fighting it? Why are we trying to go against what God has called us to do and what he, the things that he is working in our lives? Faith always results in action. Um, I, uh, I'm giving this illustration by permission. Um, a couple years, I think it was a couple years ago, uh, m- my wife and I went out and we, were, we decided to be um, a little more adventurous uh, than, uh, than usual. We went down to, and this is not somewhat pun intended, we went down to, uh, how many of you have been down to the It Ropes course, down at Jordan's Furniture in New Haven? How many have been down there? Okay, all the younger people. Um, and uh, so it's this thing, you put a harness on and everything, and you're strapped in, they have this uh, cable that's connected to the, to the um, all the whole structure up there and everything. And then uh, all up above, there's, there's a ton of different stuff. There's, there's, you know, balance beams and there's ropes and there's, you know, the uh, um, zip line type thing that you, can, that you can jump off and, you know, go across and everything like that. And I had been there before. We took a trip with the school down there and uh, some, some prize winners and stuff like that, and that was awesome, it was so much fun. And uh, so we get to go and, and climb all over the place, and, and uh, you know, even though you're, you're you know, 30, 40, 50 feet up in the air, you, you're always standing on top of something, and you always have that, that rope attached to your harness that's attached to the structure, so you're not gonna fall. And uh, so we, we, you, know, you go up there with the mindset of, yeah, this, this is a little bit, you know, it's a little bit uh, tricky, it's a little bit unique, a little bit scary, but you trust that, okay? Even if I slip or something, I have something that's still going to hold me up. Now, how many of you are afraid of heights? How many of you would say I would never, ever do something like that ever in my life? Okay, um, yeah, okay, and, that, and that's a that's a valid that's a valid fear, a valid thing. And uh, it it wasn't really until. We got up to the very top, where you walk up these stairs and you're supposed to then step out onto the first whatever thing it is, balance beam or ropes thing. It wasn't until that my wife and I got up to that point that uh, the depth of my wife's fear of heights was realized. All harnessed in and everything, got attached and everything like that, and then, ooh, okay, this is a little bit higher than it looks, this is much scarier than it looks. And though we understand and we see, okay, well, there's been a lot, of, a lot of engineering that has gone into this, a lot of testing that has gone into this. They would not market this and promote this if it was not safe, if it had not been tested, that there was, you know, you are safe in this environment. Yes, it might be a little bit scary. You trust that, that whatever the, the thing is that you're stepping on, the ropes or the balance beams or different things like that, you trust that that's going to hold you up. And even if you make a mistake and you fail, you trust that that rope that you're attached to, that harness, that structure that you're attached to is going gonna, is gonna to hold you up and it's going to keep you from falling. However, again, and some of you would raise your hand and testify to this, that if you were in that situation that you would have done the same thing. And, and uh, it, took, it took about five minutes of, of trying to work up the courage and everything uh, to, to try to help my wife get there and, and uh, I was trying to, okay, you know, just, we got to just, just do it and just take that step and it didn't happen. And that's okay. And that's okay. Again, we were trying to, we were trying to have fun. We were trying to go and be adventurous and stuff like that. And it just didn't work out. And that's fine. But sometimes that's how we are as Christians, where we understand that, that this has been proven. And God has proven to be true. God has proven to be wiser than all of us. God has proven to, uh, to be trustworthy and that he knows what's best. He knows what's best for us. And yet we still stand at the top of the stairs unwilling to trust him and unwilling to take that step and letting fear overcome us, letting fear uh, cause us to, to be indecisive instead of, yeah, taking that first step might be difficult. But when we, when we do put our trust in the Lord and we, we do take that step, you know, we, we, we realize that, that he is there and he is, gonna, he is gonna hold us up and he is going to provide and he is gonna protect and he is gonna keep us safe. But, but again, it's amazing how fear keeps us from acting on our faith. And, and th- fear can, in, in the Christian life, can, can be of d- many different things. Fear of what other people might think. Again, what, what uh, I, I mentioned before, a lot, of, a lot of, if there's kids that grow up in church and they're, they're unsure of their salvation, and th- there's some fear there of, oh, what are my friends going to think? They're, they all thought I was saved and and man, there's that fear that we have to overcome and realize that they're all gonna be happy for you and they're all gonna be praising the Lord and God especially is, is just gonna rejoice with you for making that decision. There's the, fear, there's the fear of failure. Well, what if I take that step of faith and something happens and, and, and I mess up? And, and there's the fear of surrendering, there, a the fear of, fear of, of, uh, of uh, you, you, know, you know, well, I have to give up my own way. I I have this whole thing planned out for my life, and I have these things that I think, and it makes sense to me, and it's logical, and it's, you know, this whole thing, and I I have to give that up. There's the fear of surrender. There's a fear of commitment. There's a fear of commitment saying, well, I I don't want to take that step of faith, and especially I see this, and you guys can probably testify to this as well, and some of you have seen it, where there's a fear of commitment when it comes to taking a step of faith into a position of service. So I, you know, i yeah, I'll, I'll, help one time, but I don't want to make a commitment on a weekly basis. I, I don't want to, I don't want to make that, we'll commit to everything else. We'll commit to going to sports practices every week. We'll commit to, to go into all these other, we'll commit to going to the gym a bunch of times a week, but we can't, we're, we're afraid of commitment when it comes to spiritual things. Why? I, I, I just have all this, I, you know, I don't have enough time. Well, we have enough time for everything else. But we're, we're afraid of commitment when it comes to spiritual things. And God forbid that, that every, other, every other program should get our commitment, but the church and the service of the Lord does not. Because we're afraid of, well, I, I don't want to commit to that every week. I have other things that take precedent. It sh- that shouldn't be the case. I don't want to get hung up here. I'm sorry. But we should not let fear, the point is, we should not let fear keep us from having an active faith. It needs to be something that is worked out, okay? It is something that, that faith is, should be accompanied by works. So our, our, our faith, the flourishing of our faith, yes, it needs to be alive. We need to, we need to trust the Lord, and that's internal. We need to be active, but then it needs to be apparent as well, making it obvious to those around you um, what you believe and, and why you believe it through your actions, Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, the Bible says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good, good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Talking, we sing that, you know, uh, uh, in that same passage, hiding a light under a bushel. That's not an apparent faith. That's not something that is evident for those around us to see. We're not supposed to be Christians only in secret or, or only in church or only in private, but everywhere we go, we glorify God by doing right so that others can see. Not, we're not, not showing off or being arrogant or saying that we're better than anybody else because we know that that's not true, or hopefully we know that that's not true, okay? If, in case you didn't know that, that that's not true, okay? Uh, we, we need to live our lives in faith that is apparent, and and that is that is visible to the world around us. And and though, and I'll talk about this in just a second as well. But one of those actions of faith um, is sharing your faith and and uh, telling others about it. And though I'm all for living a life of faith, and 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 um, so that others can see. And, and, and there's something different about you, and I'm all for that, that lifestyle, living a life that, that, that shows uh, uh, you know, that you are different and that you are uh, set apart for God. There needs to be a, a, a verbal aspect to it as well, and there needs to be a sharing of our faith verbally, not just visibly. And uh, they, those two, again, I think they go hand in hand. Uh, but let's move on here. So we, we ha- talked about, first of all, the foundation of our faith, which is the scripture. Talked about the the first fruits of our faith, our salvation through the Savior. We talked then about the flourishing of our faith, which is our sanctification, and then uh, very quickly we see the finishing of our faith, which is when it becomes sight. Go back to the book of Hebrews, chapter number eleven or eleven and twelve, verse number eleven. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But then we look at ver- chapter twelve, verse number two, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. For the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God and, and we of course hopefully we have that mindset we can't wait for the day when we get to look on him in whom we have placed our faith and in our trust and we see the finishing of our faith there we can rejoice knowing that God is waiting knowing that heaven is waiting for us and our faith will become sight let's move on though let's go to the applications of our faith and I have to hurry so we talked about all those different aspects of faith let's talk about some applications what does that mean for me what can I do? And, and I've alluded to some of this already. But very quickly, let me give you some things that we can do to help our, especially to help our faith grow. How can I apply it to my life? First of all, we need to be developing our faith. And yes, this part will be alliterated as well for my own memory's sake mostly. But if you want to use it for, to help you remember as well, that'd be good too. We need to be developing our faith, growing, adding to our faith. We read 2 Peter chapter 1, verse number five a little bit ago add to your faith. There's a whole list of things and and, and things that we can do to add to our faith. How do we add to our faith? How do we grow? How do we help our faith grow? And I'll go through these things quickly, and this is not comprehensive at all. There are many, many more things that we could do um, uh, to do this or to to help develop our faith. And again, this is a personal thing. What I'm talking about right now is is just a personal thing. This is internal. This This is stuff that we do for ourselves to help grow our faith in the Lord. Number one is our walk with God, study of the Bible. Not just reading the Bible. Reading, reading the Bible is good, and that's, that's necessary, okay? It helps as a Christian to know what the word of God says. If we're gonna know what we believe, we, know what, we need to know what the word of God says. So yes, we read it, but we need to study it. We, we need to, the Bible says, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. We need to be studying the Bible and not just reading it like we're part of some summer reading program. That's not what the Bible is for. No, the Bible is for us to study, to get to know the word of God and to get to know God through his word. So how can we develop our faith? Bible reading and study through prayer, through communication with the Lord. Communication with the Lord. These are things that we can actively, and I know some of you, a lot of you, most of you probably already, oh yeah, I'm good, good. I'm, you're, I'm reading my Bible, I'm, I'm studying, I'm, I'm walking with God and I'm praying and I'm talking to him. That's awesome, yes. And that we need to continue that, okay? We need to continue that as we develop and as we grow. Trusting God with everything on a daily basis is how we can develop our faith. Trusting in God. Everything, I mentioned Proverbs chapter three. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. Every single, I preached about this at camp this past, uh, uh, yeah, this past year. Um, trusting in the Lord with all thine heart. Leaning not unto thine own understanding. It's not about me. It's, it's trusting him. Acknowledging him in everything, in every little aspect of it. Not just for the big decisions, not just for salvation, but every single day beyond that. And then remind, reminding ourselves of what God has done for us in the past. It's, it's something that, that if we, like a lot of things, if we don't actively continue in that faith, if we don't actively think about it, it's something that falls by the wayside. If, if, it's like your health. If, if we don't actively try to maintain and, and eat what's right and, and purposefully go out and exercise and all this stuff, if we don't actively do that, our health is going to decline. It's the same way with our faith. If we don't actively go out and continue to grow and continue to pursue God and we continue to develop that relationship with him, if we don't actively try to do it, it's not something that just happens on its own. That's not how it works. We have to go out and we have to pursue God. We have to go out. And it's not like he's running from us, but he wants you you to come to him. We need to remind ourselves of what God has done for us in the past, whether that's salvation, whether that's uh, the situations that he's put us in and brought us through. uh, We need to remind ourselves of what God has done for us in the past. And everybody's in a different situation. So I don't know, but what are you doing right now to grow in your faith? What are you doing to grow in your faith? Because again, if we're not pursuing it actively, our faith is declining. What are you doing to help grow your faith? So we need to develop our faith. We need to demonstrate our faith. And we already talked about this as well. I alluded to it earlier, James chapter two, verses seven, seven, I'm sorry, 17 and 18. Uh, faith without works is dead. Not only, it's, faith is not something that is to be kept inside. Faith is something that is to be worked out and is to be revealed outwardly. If our faith is true, it will motivate us to action. When we truly believe in something and we have faith in something, you will go all out for it. We, you, believe, you believe that, that um, a certain, uh, we talk, I just mentioned health, you, you believe a certain healthy lifestyle, whether that's a certain, a certain diet that you hold to and that's what's best for you, you will do what it takes to maintain your health in that situation. If, that's, if I say I, I have full confidence in this, that this is what is best for me, you're going to do what's necessary to, to make, that, make that a reality. People do this all the time, you know, people that are concerned with making money, and that's their entire, I believe that making a huge amount of money is going to make me happy. They believe that, and you see, we, we could give story after story of what people have done to make that money a reality in their lives, and, and people will go all out, and they, 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 what I'm saying is they take action to pursue what they believe in. And, and these people that, that want the attention, they want the influence, they want the fame, and, and they will they will go they will do whatever it takes to act on what they believe in. If we, if we believed that there was a, a natural disaster coming, we've had hurricanes come through this area, uh, even in the last decade we, we've had that happen, and, and if that's the case, we prepare for it. If, if you truly believe that something's going to happen, you would prepare for it. You would do something about it. If we believe something to be true, we need to act upon it. If we believe that people that die without accepting Christ as their Savior will go to hell, then what are we going to do about that? If we truly believe that, what is the action that follows? We've talked about soul winning. We've talked about uh, handing out gospel tracts and being a witness. And yes, we need to live our lives in such a way, but we 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 need to talk about it as well. And we'll talk about that in a second. But people, if we believe the Bible to be true, what are we doing about it? Faith without works is dead. So what works? What, what works are we talking about? I'll give just, just a brief, again, a brief list that, that God was working on me about and things that I need to make sure that I am, I am acting upon in my own life. Uh, what, what works? What works can I do to show my faith? Number one, praying for others. Praying for others. Witnessing. Is another one, I just mentioned that. Trusting God, yes. Uh, Raising my kids to be godly. Raising my kids. If if I believe that this world is getting worse and worse and I believe that it is, if I believe that my kids need a godly foundation in order to survive spiritually in the world that they're gonna have to live in, I need to do something now to prepare them for that. So uh, the action that I can take based on what I believe is to do my best to raise my kids in a godly by the way, let me this is another youth pastor soapbox just for a second. Um, there's a difference between raising good, moral kids and raising godly kids. You can raise kids that are respectful and, and that, you know, that know what to say and they, they can talk to people and, and they're, you know, they're good and they're well-rounded and I'm all for all of that. Yes, well-rounded in, in what they're learning and what they learn to do and the skills and all that stuff, great. But there's a very big difference between raising good and moral kids and raising godly kids because, because the, the morality only lasts until the foundation is tested. And if the morality and the goodness has no foundation in the Lord Jesus Christ, then that that morality is going to fall when when they are out on their own. And and I know I, I, I don't claim to be. I, my my oldest is seven, so I don't even have, uh, I don't even have that much experience. But I know what the Bible says, and I, and I've seen it happen. And I've, I've I just want to make sure that we understand that that the foundation of raising children is God and the Word of God. And not and not just uh, not just basic principles for life, though those are good. Step off of soapbox. What actions can we take to show our faith? Giving, helping others when we can, showing mercy, showing love, showing people grace, being patient with people, long suffering. What? works are we performing to show our faith and to demonstrate our faith people should be able to tell just by watching us that there is something different about us that we are a Christian we mentioned letting our light so shine so the question that i would ask with this application is how has your faith changed your actions you say you have faith you can't have faith without works you show your faith without your works i'll show you my faith by my works that's how we're all supposed to be how has your faith how has your belief in the word of God and your belief in God, how has it changed your actions? And how is it continuing to change your actions? And your attitude and your words and your treatment of people, all of that, our faith needs should change us and to doing what is right. Lastly, number three, how can we apply this? Declaring our faith, and I already talked about this already. Uh, declaring our faith. Yes, there needs to be a visible, but it needs to be verbal as well. We're talking about the great commission here. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Um, we should not miss out on a chance to open our mouth for God. Amen. It's more than what we profess, it's what we practice. It's both. Make sure, make sure you have a life that backs up what you're saying. When was the last time, so the question with this, when was the last time you shared your faith? When was the last time you said something about it? Unprompted and unprovoked. When was the last time you took a step of faith and maybe got out of your comfort zone a little bit and approached somebody and and talked uh, talked about the Bible, talked about God and talked about your faith? We are supposed to be sharing it. We're supposed to be declaring it. So we see all these different things about faith. And I know a lot of what I said today is not unfamiliar. It's not, uh, there's obviously nothing new. It's the word of God. I'm not making anything up here. But it's something that, that all of us, because as I mentioned, he's still working on me. We never get to a point where we have, where we should stop growing in faith. We should never reach a point where we are done acting out our faith, where we are done sharing our faith. Every single person in this room has a step of faith that they can take. Every single person now it's different for everybody. And so that's up to you listening to the Holy Spirit as to what that exactly is. But every single person has a step of faith that they can take. It's more than just saying I believe in God. It's more than just saying I go to church. It's more than just saying I believe the Bible to be true. It's allowing that belief to move us to action. It isn't enough for us to just say that we are Christians. We need to let our light shine so that others can, be, can see and be drawn to the Savior. Yes, we need to be thankful for the foundations of our faith and for the first fruits of our faith and salvation but it shouldn't end there. There needs to be a flourishing of our faith until we see the finishing of our faith. As we continue to take steps and grow, God will continue to work in our lives. And maybe you're like that, that, that teenager that was trapped in a burning building, afraid to jump. Yes, knowing that, that where you're at, I, I, I shouldn't stay here, I need to take that leap, but it's scary. And, and, and it's a little bit unknown, you're afraid to jump. Let me encourage you to take that leap. Whether it's the initial leap of salvation, and you leap out and you trust Christ for salvation, whether it's the daily leap of trusting God in every single thing, in every aspect of your life on a daily basis, or if it's a leap of faith to move forward as a Christian, whatever it is, all of us have an opportunity to develop our faith, to demonstrate our faith, and to declare our faith. Let's trust the Lord and take whatever that leap of faith is that God is calling you to take.